and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to the episode 152 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch, rewatch podcast. <laughs> I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. In the middle and, of talking, uh, I, don't know what I have, was like, forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, you're like, where am I? Who am I? What's <laughs> happening? Uh, today we're going over season seven, episode 21 of Stargate SG-1. We're going to have to start prepping those. Yes. So today we're going into Stargate SG-1, yep. season seven, episode 21, Lost City Part one. Yes. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> I got this. Okay. I'm going to do this. It's going to be okay. Do you have an AKA? I did, and I forgot it. Nope. I did two, and I forgot mine, too. We'll come up with it as we go. Um, yeah, yeah, because I don't know what it is anymore. Um, <gasps> it's just uh, SG-1 Simpsons analogy. AKA Guinness is definitely food. Oh, oh that works. <laughs> Guinness is definitely food. Also, don't let Daniel drink. Or or please let Daniel drink. A.K.A. my depth is immaterial to this conversation. (laughs) I, there's no one I want to get drunk with more than Daniel. That's very true. Or, honestly, and I, honestly, stoned. Yeah. Stoned with Daniel. I just yeah. want to have an edible with Daniel. Look, Daniel, let's split a brownie. It's such a bummer. I was thinking about Listen, this the other day. They're in Colorado. I, they are. They 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 are. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. We we're talking about our, our top five, and Michael Shanks is definitely in my top five. Yeah, but I think Daniel is more See, and like the fictitious character. Yeah, no, no. Um, most of my top five. Are not real no. actors. They're characters. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the actor. Nothing wrong with the actor. Here's here's the way that I explain it. I don't know the actor. That's fair. I don't spend hours upon hours with the actor. Oh. I spend hours upon hours and I know the character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I have the crush on the character, which is why when we get into the Dolphin <laughs> cast, uh, my crush, as much as I love Jonathan Brandis... Was on... Was but my crush is on Lucas Wallenstein. Yeah. Uh, before we get much further, guys, I yes. want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by wine, whiskey, <laughs> coffee. What's in that guy? Uh, homemade. Um, um, what's the coffee liqueur? Kahlua. Kahlua. Homemade Kahlua. And donuts. And donuts. So hang on to your butt. I didn't have enough wine left, and I didn't have enough Irish whiskey left. So I. So she mixed them like a heathen, <laughs> like an be wonderful, wonderful, amazing heathen. <laughs> uh, and then I tasted it, and I said it tastes like high school. But like a high end high school, sure. Because it was pretty like nice a private wine. school. Yeah, private school. <laughs> Because it was, it's a pretty nice wine. Like a, it was a like a boarding school. Pretty nice Irish whiskey. Yeah. So it's a thing It now. just t- tastes like one of those things that you do when you're like, well, how do I make more drunk? I will say this. It is a fruit away from being a sangria. That's true. Yeah. That's true. There's It's a sangria without the fruit. Make it sound classy. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. It's a donut sangria. <laughs> it's a donut. I mean, I grabbed a strawberry frosted. <laughs> I volunteer for donut. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we volunteer for donuts. 
So Which many reminds times. me, pod card's going out soon. Yeah. March 12th, 2004. I felt like I was just the start of a dollop episode. Yowza. Yeah. <laughs> just yell. March 12th, oh, dear God. 2004. Wait, do I have to be Gareth? Uh, I'm not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us are oh, as funny geez. as Gareth. No, that man is another one who, he may make my top five. I'm not going to lie. Something just about, his voice. Something, yeah, I was like, I just want to have a conversation. Again. Just people I want to sit around yeah. and be stoned with. <laughs> okay, so this episode is written by Brad Wright and Robert C. Cooper. You can tell it's a big landmark important episode when you bring up the big guns of Brad Wright and Robert uh-huh. C. Cooper. Uh, directed by Mr. Martin Wood. And the guest star here is... Um, we have a guest star and then like a fun extra fact. So the guest star here is... Obviously, Jessica Steen as Dr. Elizabeth Weir. The Samuelganger, if you will. The Samuelganger. <laughs> um, she is actually, you saw her for a hot moment in Armageddon. She was one of the shuttle pilots in oh. Armageddon. But she's also, like, in Slapshot 2, which is where I recognize her, because, of course. Uh, she was <laughs> in SAIS as, um, like, a Wait, I didn't know there was a Slapshot 2? Yeah, there's a Slapshot 2. Wow, okay. Got it. There's and a Slapshot 2. I, I mean, I, I barely know Slapshot 1, yeah, but again, yeah. I'm not from Minnesota. The land from the, yeah. from the, the, the land of ice and snow. Yeah, thank you. That's where I was trying to go to. Um, and she's been on Heartland for many years. Uh, she, basically, here's the thing. She has been acting regularly since the 80s. She's been on your screens, as many of our guest stars have. You've seen her all over. She is a working actor. Yes. Props to her. Uh, so the other person who... In, this is not someone you would have noticed or picked out, but mm-hmm. on SG three, one of the people on that team the, is Is Ron that the two Bleaker. guys we see in the room? No, or the he's actual on the planet. planet. He's okay. on the actual planet. Um it's Ron Bleaker, who is actually the military advisor for all of Stargate. Oh cool. Yeah, he's been the advisor on BSG uh, X Five, like it's so many things right you on. can't believe. Um he's a US Army uh, veteran. He joined, he was 17, according to IMDb. He retired in 1998 as a first sergeant. He was a ranger. He founded a company called DEFCON 5, which provides trained weapons performers and military, like, police consultants oh, cool. for TV yeah. and movies. That's His, smart. You know, yeah. you can either be angry about them doing things wrong yeah. on TV, or you can be like, why don't we change it? Well, f- apparently what he did is he did some work when he was before he retired from the army he was helping the Vancouver SWAT team like educate them and do some new stuff like this and they gave the team his name to the X-Files producers when they were looking for someone for a specific episode because Vancouver because Vancouver so he got his first break in X-Files and he just kind of fell into that those are the best kind of like isn't that fantastic things when you kind of just fall into the line of work that you're like I don't know how I got here I just kept following the passion that I have in my heart to do the thing that I love yeah yes so that's cool alrighty so we start this episode where we never thought we'd mm-hmm. start a season finale or any episode necessarily in Jack's bathroom. Yeah, well, you know, it's appropriate. Working on a crossword puzzle that he's taped onto the mirror while he does a shaving job that makes me cringe. So let me tell you about what I was reminded of. Like, you noticed the cro- the cringy yeah. shaving. I was like, this is exactly how Jack would do homework. Oh, it is. Completely. It's like the day of. Uh-huh. Like, he pa- literally taped it to the bathroom windows like, fuck, I'm not done. Fuck, I'm not done. Shows up late to class. It was like, it's done. It's not done well. Don't read it too closely. But it's done. So Daniel calls, who's already at work naturally. 
may have not left. Uh, he wants to talk about the inter-repository yeah. of knowledge that they're pretty sure SG-2 discovered. And Jack just wants to know a seven-letter word for up, down, charmed, blank. I don't know how he got to strange. Oh, it's the actual answer. Yeah, I know. But yeah. how do you get that from up, down, charmed? Am they're I an quirks. idiot? They're types of quirks. Oh. He has been hanging around Sam enough that he knows some oh. basics of fundamental that, of quantum. That was more my thing where I yeah. was like, how do you get to the word strange from that? So up, down, cork, up, cork, down, cork, charm, cork, strange, cork. Strange is the opposite of charmed cork. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All I can think of because we're in, Dan- in, in Jack's bathroom <laughs> is that the repository of the ancient sounds like a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out calling. I'm putting a sign on that bathroom. The repository of the, the, repository of the ancients. <laughs> come, uh, reposit for the ancients. <laughs> come, 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 repository. <laughs> that doesn't work. Yikes. Uh, anyways, uh, Daniel's like strange, and Jack thought so as well. <laughs> So apparently there's a it's challenge. It's nice to know that I'm on the jack side of things on this one. That's uh, fine. This is fine. So apparently there's been a challenge between Jack and Sam about this crossword puzzle, and Daniel swore that he wouldn't helped, but we'll get back to that in a second. Uh-huh. Also, I'm not surprised in the slightest that Jack's cell phone is waterproof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just watch it while Daniel's talking. I was more like... I guess I didn't realize that they made phones that way. And then I went, no, the phones used to be better equipped for yes. everything. And now <laughs> they're not. You could run over a Nokia brick with a car and it would be fine. A Nokia brick is, yeah. Yeah. The memes are real. <laughs> memes are real. Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile in D.C., we meet Dr. Elizabeth Weir running out of her house with an early Bluetooth hands-free headset, <laughs> running for a cab that she's called. Uh, she apparently teaches poli-sci at Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And a guy tries to take her cab. Imagine having her as a teacher. That would be awesome. That would be really awesome. Uh Um, The guy tries taking a cab, speaking in Russian that he also called a cab. uh, And (sighs) Weir, without even a pause, responds back in Russian, pleading that she actually needs this cab more than he does. She's like, you don't know me, this is my cab. Weir does have a very important meeting at the White House with the president, and the guy's like, I don't believe you. I'm sure you do. I mean, uh, yeah, Yeah. I'm sure you do. Especially if you're in Georgetown, that's what you're going to say. Yeah. Um... I can't get over how much she reminds me of Sam. She this, looks so much like Sam. But the thing is, she's also this, like, badass. Get it. The first time oh, we yeah. meet her, she's running out, grabbing a cab, speaking Russian, getting shit done. Yeah. So, in a lot of ways, she reminds me of Sam. But, yeah, she looks a lot like her. Yeah. She does. But it's just great how, right off the bat, we impart how highly capable yeah. this woman is. Like, I feel like had Sam not gone through a bunch of military education, this would have they would have been besties. Yeah. They would have been, like, wine night and getting shit done. It's, it's just, here's the thing is when you, in one episode, are going to put someone who is not Hammond in charge of the SGC, they better be great. you have to impart real early on that this person is capable of yep, taking over. Absolutely. There can be no... I love that she doesn't fall into the trope of, like, the anxious yeah. uh, woman leader or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. That, that happens too often or that wants to please everybody. Yeah. Like, she's not there to appeal to be like, hey, guys, I'm your friend. She's like, I'm here to get this shit done. Exactly. And they do a really great job just literally in a scene about getting a cab mm-hmm. showing... Uh, this this woman's not like this woman is a force. Yeah, she's she's yeah she's a force to be reckoned with. She's not here to 
to just look pretty. And while they're discussing about who's going to take this cab, a black limo pulls up behind Weir. It is Kinsey. It was something to discuss with her. Uh, Vice President Butthole. Vice President Butthole. And credits. When we come back, we learn that Kinsey um, was on his way um, to back from an athletic club, and my spine shivers for some reason. Anyway, he's here to brief Weir for the interview, but she doesn't have an interview, she thinks. And Kinsey reads her into the Stargate program, and after the elevator pitch, she's like, this is all a joke. Yeah. To I love the note from the president. A note from the president. Like, how annoyed, which only makes it better, how annoyed is Kinsey that that's what he got from the president to give her? Yeah, I know. The way he's like, we need to give her something that she's just like, okay, here, this is not a joke. Sign the president. Give her this. Yeah. Like, that room conversation must have been like, fuck you. Like, it was... <laughs> I love, I love this president so much. I want to see him and Jack interact so bad. He remind this president in, again, you know, we were talking about Sorkin last episode. This president reminds me in ways of, um, Toby? Not of Toby, of Bartlett. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. He has that little bit of a joking... He's, yeah, he's he doesn't take himself too seriously. Yes, yeah. While he is serious about the job, he does not yeah. overinflate his own ego over it. But at the same time, he also has sometimes has to make decisions that he... Oh, yeah. ...doesn't, which we come across later with the conversation with him, and which we'll get to anyways. So, Kinsey then hands her file, and her mind starts to blow up. Imagine... Imagine just getting some file that's like, that sounds like science fiction. Yeah. Uh, that you're like, this is not, this is a great story. This must be a test of some sort. <sighs> so Jack continues this crossword puzzle in the elevator down to the SGC and Major Wood is there in the elevator with him, <laughs> yeah. peeking over his shoulder, like shaking his head because yeah. he can clearly see how those answers are wrong. When the elevator it's doors... Like, dude, you didn't do your homework, and it's garbage. Yeah. Elevator doors open, and the rest of SG-1 are waiting for him. Because <laughs> he's late. Yep. Hammond's waiting. <laughs> he hands the crossword puzzle to Sam. Because, yeah, the fate of the world is hanging in the balance, and you've been sitting in your car finishing a puzzle. Cool, cool, cool. Which acts like it was double or nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's very important. This is where my priorities lie. This... Is such an ador- we have like this this collection of really adorable team moments. Yes, in this episode, yeah, we do the proof like how much of a family they are. Yeah, and it's the best. It, yeah, it, it really it's like a group project with a team you really like, where they're like, dude, we're supposed to present a while back, but also as a viewer who knows how television works, concerning this is the season finale. Uh huh. Does it worry you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you that when we see uh, Teal'c walk out of there at the uh-huh. end of this episode, I'm not happy. <laughs> you were kind of yelling. Um, I was kind of a little bit yelly. <laughs> Just a little bit yelly. Because you know how people write television. Uh huh. And you know that they give you those happy moments before they do something. False sense bad. of security. Mm. Now let's just take the adorable moments as we have them. Uh huh. But uh, for 23 across, the question was, what is the atomic weight of boron? And while the answer is actually 10, Jack wrote fat. <laughs> sure. That sounds like something you would write. <laughs> and I'll tell you, because I just did something similar. <laughs> You're taking a test. Yeah. 
you're like, I cannot, there's fill in answers yeah. because not all teachers give you multiple choice mm-hmm. because they're smarty, smart, smarts. <laughs> and they so know evil. that it's too easy. And so they're like, nope, fill in the answer. Give me an actual answer. It's your temp answer. And so you're like, I'm going to write something yeah. because I'm not leaving this blank. It's I used to do things like fat would be my temp answer that I would come back to. Yeah. And sometimes not replace it. Yeah. Uh, I, I recently had um, a, a one one of my courses where we did an online test and you had to memorize all the terms and theories and I could not remember the actual wording for the three questions three three questions you ask yourself to see if something is ethical is it legal is it fair and I was like does it make you feel bad which is not exactly how it's worded but the message is the same what would Daniel say (laughs) Does it make? But that, but that's ultimately what the what Does the save the planet. Yeah. Does it make you feel bad? Which is not how I was supposed to write it. I think I got partial credit. No, that works. <laughs> partial credit's better than no yeah. credit. So anyway, to the important saving the world part. Um, apparently, they found the second repository of knowledge in SG three. While there, spotted a Gould reconnaissance drone. So the Gould know about it. And if Hammond approves it, SG-3 and SG-5 are going to back up SG-1. Jack's like, um, what mission? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't do the reading this week. Uh, Hammond comes in and he's like, good morning. And he's like, you know, uh, Jack, I have to say, considering what happened last time, I'm really surprised that you're down for this. He's like, yeah, what? I'm totally down for a thing I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And Dana's like, yeah, Jack, why wouldn't we want access to the greatest repository in the universe? Best team project presentation when the teacher asks the person who doesn't know the answer, because he's like, that person doesn't know the answer. And you're like, yeah, remember what we talked about? Insert definition here. And they're like, oh, right. That one. And we want to save the whole galaxy and find the lost city of the ancients? <laughs> yes. That I'm, I'm here. <laughs> and Reynolds is like, can I just make sure the thing we're going after is the thing that, like, grabbed your head and then rearranged your brain? Mm-hmm. Daniel's like, ish, yes, ish. That's a version sure. that you could say of what happened. Seems like, well, no, it it just, it dumps all the knowledge into your brain, and then your brain can't hold it all, so then your brain just rearranges itself and the knowledge takes you over entirely. Daniel and Sam want this so bad. (laughs) So bad. That they're like, it's not that, it's not that, it's fine. It's It's, fine. It's totally not that big of a deal. It's It's just a a 10-hour drive to Disneyland. It's just, it's that's it. It did almost kill us last time we went to Disneyland. But it didn't. But it didn't. But look, the Asgard saved us. Yeah. Got us... To Disneyland. Yeah, fine. We were everything was fine. I was about to say Magic Kingdom, but that's not Disneyland. No. Um it got us to the castle. Uh-huh. Fine. Uh, and Jack's like, well, let's just call up the Asgard and have them standing by. And ultimately nobody died. Nobody no, died. No one died. I think if if Daniel and Sam had a baby, it'd be Hermione Granger. <laughs> <laughs> would be. Right? It would be. <laughs> that's all I'm done. It would be. <laughs> And then Jack's kid would be Ronald Weasley. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a little Harry Potter in him, but... No, he would be Ronald, Ronald Weasley. <laughs> Listen, Ronald Weasley is very brave. Oh, Ronald Weasley is very brave. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. Jack's yeah. kid would be Ronald Weasley. <laughs> <It's> true. 
<laughs> we have no je- we have no Harrys on the team. No. No. No, we really don't. Harry's like Cassandra or someone. Yeah. <laughs> um so Sam has been trying to call the Asgard. They're not picking up our phone calls right now. They're, They're like super not us cool with us. Directly to voicemail. Uh, and Hammond points out that none of their allies have been very reliable of late. And if something happens again... Yeah, they're like, hey, dude, did we wear the, like, the wrong jeans to school? Because no <laughs> one is talking to us anymore. We've been sitting by ourselves at the lunch table for a while. Boy, I sure hope that nothing bad happens to threaten the Earth while dun, we can't reach our allies. Dun, dun, dun. I don't even know where I went there, but it's okay. It's fine, we're <laughs> so, here. So, Daniel isn't saying, like, let's go stick someone's head in it again. He's just saying, let's bring it back and try to hack into it. <laughs> yeah. It's totally yeah. different. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And because of how powerful Anubis is and how much the Earth is at risk, Hammond gives them a go. <laughs> so at the White House... Hammond is, like, not want to do this at all. <laughs> Does not... But Hammond he's also... Is... He kind of has no choice. Hammond is the, is the, is the mom... Or the dad. Yeah. Who, the parental the, figure. The parental figure who's like, every time our kid gets on rollerblades, <laughs> he falls on his ass. But you want to let him go snowboarding yeah. and not kill himself? Uh-huh. And the other parent's like, it's fine. We got him in power. To be fair, snowboarding is more like on, on a skateboard. Yeah, it's and totally yeah, different. Totally negotiating it down. <laughs> the kid's super excited. And the parent's like, fuck, Okay. I know we're going to end up in the hospital later, but fine. Fine. Go do the thing. So what the, he totally, he lands on his feet-ish. Uh, Jack uh, sort does. of. Yeah. At the White House, Kinsey leans weird <laughs> on his head. Leans weird into the room, filled to the brim with top secret eyes-only boxes about the Stargate program. Mm-hmm. She's going to want to familiarize herself with all this shit before she takes the job. And she's like, uh-huh. Well, okay, rewind. Im- imagine, though, like... Let's take away the 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 pressures of like what is this mystery job? Yes. Imagine walking into the room with all of these notes. I would. How amazing! Like Whoa. I would spend two hours looking at the maps at the yeah. library because Can, uh, I didn't know they had all these old maps. I need coffee and some fortification. Yeah. Stat. So just imagine you're just like I'm never leaving here. Yeah. I'm gonna read all of these. And and she's not really sure what's scarier, the fact that all this is true, the fact that they're telling her all this. Like, what the <laughs> hell kind worse? of job are you about to offer Yeah, me? I don't want to go into another... Like, maybe she thinks she's going to join the team. Like, yeah. But, like, the traveling team. Well, I, you know, she, in her head, I can imagine, if she can get past the part of, why are you offering me a job? Mm-hmm. I can imagine they're trying to offer her a diplomatic job like right. as a diplomat we've seen at the sgc have diplomats that's true that's that helped true. broker treaties before and so not just military go off planet. exactly yeah. so i can imagine that she's thinking oh they want me to help negotiate some treaties or something yeah because that's in my wheelhouse <clears throat> and little does she know so on the plan or uh, back in the gate room sg one three five are ready to go mm-hmm. they move out on the planet sg three sg five will hold the gate sg one will go investigate yeah 
All the things. Here's the things. Let's go off planet. Go by. And then we see in orbit some gold ships coming out of hyperspace. Sure. Good Just times. in case we were thinking that this may not be a thing that would happen. It's going to happen. So SG-1 checks out this giant statue. That, yeah, it's like so, it's it's a it's a person on a throne, essentially, is my theory. And, and the colony looks really cool until you realize that those are toenails or claws that yep. form the colony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so some time has passed because Daniel can't find anything and Jack is super bored, pointing out that the gold could be here at any time. Uh, the text says that the, the knowledge base is inside, but there is no inside. There's just a whole mm. lot of outside. Check for traps. <clears throat> but yeah, there's a trap. We're all to check for traps. Daniel has an idea. He pokes at a few of the text things and Bam! Head grabber appears out of the wall. <laughs> we told you to check. So Jack reports to Reynolds that they found the thing. And Reynolds says, yeah, all is clear here. Right. As you see Death Glyers and Elkesh coming towards the surface Everything of the is fine as he's on fire. <laughs> he just doesn't know it yet. So now they have to figure out how to get the head sucker out of the wall and not <laughs> suck anyone's head. This is great. Okay. This part's fun to watch. Uh, because D&D is always on my mind. They now approach this like a seasoned D&D party where it's yeah. like, nobody touch it. Nobody, does anybody have Mage Hand? Yo, yeah, does no. anybody have Mage Hand? Nobody touch that. Every time we're anywhere, I was like, I will Mage Hand the doors open. I yeah. will Mage Hand the box open. Nothing. Nobody no one ever touched anything, anything ever. <laughs> and so th- they've now gone to this point. They have. Because they've also suffered uh, because of somebody do- touching a thing they weren't supposed to. Because Daniel just moves close to it and it starts They're reaching They're like, out no, 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 no. <laughs> Jack's again going, why exactly are we doing this? Yeah. God. <laughs> so at the gate, they finally see the gold coming in, forces. Yeah. They get the gate open, and they send radio signals through it, which is really smart. Again, seasoned D&D players, these are, they know that if they can keep the gate active, no one can gate in. Yep. Yep. Just keep it running. Just keep it running. Uh, you have 38 minutes. <laughs> so Reynolds radios Jack that they've incoming, and which they can see themselves as Death Gliders start firing yeah. at the ground yep. in front of them. Got it. <laughs> Jack uh, calls to head out and leave this, and Daniel points out that they can't, they can't leave this here because Anubis will then find it. Right. And that's right. bad. So what would you do? So we have Jack's initial response. Which is blow it up. And then we have Daniel's response. Which is stick your head in it. Which is, and then Daniel's second response. Uh, uh, Jack's second response. Oh, yeah, which is, I'm going to stick my head in it. What would you, mm. truly, in that moment, what would be your first reaction? <sighs> okay. There is the s- selfish part of me, and then what I would like to think I would do. Okay. The selfish part of me would be blow the fucker up. Yeah. The, what I would hope I would do is what Daniel does is we need this knowledge and the entire planet will be saved and we can take yeah. out evil in the galaxy. I, I'm with you. I think my initial thought would be just like Jack's. But the good news is we've watched Stargate. Yes. So if we're ever in the situation, just like we did with the gnolls that we uh-huh. did not fight, that we diplomacy exactly. our faces off with. We know to not just blow the thing up. Well, but the also is... You know, if you are Daniel and you're living through all of this, you know that, you know, the one person who you know has been through this was saved in the end. Yeah. Now, yes, it took the Asgard, but you can find ways. Yeah. It's not a guaranteed death sentence. Right. 
So that's why I was like, I'd like to think that. Well, I just and stick it's my like knowledge it. somewhere versus knowledge nowhere is is, all, is yes. Uh, um, and, and the fact is, it's not like Daniel shoves Jack in there. No, Daniel goes to shove himself in there. Like I'd rather somebody have this information and I die than and nobody I can, gets it. And he's hoping probably he can write down as much as humanly possible. Well, and the other thing, you know, Daniel's still discovering what's left of him after his ascension. Yeah, From, maybe if I were in Daniel's position, like if I were Ellie, because Ellie's come and gone back. Yeah. I'd be like, maybe there's something in me that makes it there that I can survive this. Yes. To clarify, so there's a little bit of a one hero. of your D and D characters yeah. died, ascended essentially, and then came yeah. back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, I guess that's true. And it was what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so a little bit selfish, mm-hmm. a little bit heroy, mm-hmm. but also this is the only way to do it, as far as they're concerned. As far as Dean is mm-hmm. concerned, and um. Sam does point out that this is literally the only way to find the Lost City that they have in any way, shape, or form right now. So yeah. Sam's against destroying it. Yep. Daniel starts heading towards the head grammar. No, 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 <laughs> This no. part makes me laugh so hard because Daniel's like, I will save the world. And they're like, nope, get the fuck <laughs> off, smarty pants. We need your brain elsewhere. <laughs> this is not your fight, He's buddy. Like, well, my favorite is Jack is like, who's going to translate it when you go yeah, ancient? Yeah, basically. And I'm like, you're telling me that Daniel is still the only one at the SGC who speaks ancient? Yeah, where the fuck are all my other smarty pants? You, I guarantee you Daniel is not the only person who yeah. speaks ancient. Uh-huh. at the SGC. Yeah, and if he is, then you guys have other problems. You have major other problems if he's not shared that knowledge yet. <laughs> yeah. um, but instead, Jack takes his action cap off and sticks his head in there again. I do love that he takes his cap off first. <laughs> like, it's gonna matter. Like, does he just not want to bend the bill with the he's front? He's afraid he... that they're gonna, like, puncture the head or something. That's yeah. not gonna fit in there. Yeah. He likes um, that hat. And he falls to the ground when it's done. So Reynolds calls out that they can't hold the gate for long, and there's giant guns, giant explosions, lots of money thrown into this awesome battle. Run home, run home, big, giant, scary things. Get out. Daniel and uh, Teal basically carry Jack out while Sam blows the seafloor behind them. And I also just love big, giant statue. Little bitty explosion. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Um, the whole run to the gate is beautifully epic. Yeah. Wonderfully done. Jack slowly wakes up confused. Yeah, sure. Um, and everyone finally makes it through the gate. And when they finally get to the other side, Hammond's like, what? Why? What happened? <laughs> this line. And it didn't quite go as planned. This this line. Jack's going to head to the infirmary because he, he did it again. Oops. Uh, he oops, did Jack again. did it again. <laughs> he messed with the gold. I, I love this, too, because he says Head's it. stuck in a vice. Oh, baby, baby. baby. Oops. You... <laughs> Think I was smart. <laughs> nope, I'm done. I don't even, that's literally the only part of the song I know. I haven't sent from a, oh, I know the song. Yeah, don't no, get I me don't. moving. That one I don't. Not that innocent. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that Jack says this in a way where he's almost more annoyed at himself. Yeah. Like, he was like, I wasn't going to do this again. Like, nobody, it's fine. Don't tell me. You can't be more mad than yeah. I am at myself. Exactly. You he's can't. having one of those moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, listen, I'm disappointed in myself more than you can be. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, you can't punish me any further than I've already punished myself. Um, so we find, we're finally gets to meet the president in the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she gets there... Or as soon as Hayes gets there, I should say, Hayes immediately calls for a weird car for weird in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, say what now? 
Yeah. Also, when the president offers you a drink, you take it because it's probably some quality shit. Regardless, yeah, regardless of, of, of whether it's your favorite drink or not, unless you don't drink, yeah. then you say, no, thank you, I don't drink. Yeah, because it's probably some really good stuff over yeah, there. Yeah, because even if you take a sip. Yeah. You know, just hold it. Like if you're if you to are fair, if you are a person who drinks, just just take a sip. Just take a sip because if not, he'll probably finish it later. I do love how awesomely casual he is. He's I love him. Yeah. Um so and I kind of really hope that we get to see him more. I say like that. <laughs> I um, do too. Just because we never got to see the president up till now. And, like, again, it's just there's something about this president where you know he's not on Kinsey's side, which automatically makes you like him. But he's also not on that. I love that he's just kind of this neutral party. He is. Yeah. And I think that what makes him great is because they specifically... You, you, you know, you were worried when Kinsey was elected vice right, president. Right, that he was going to take on more people on his side, more allies. Or, and yeah. the president was going to be along the same lines as Kinsey. Yeah. And then you would have sort of this fight. But now it's truly like. No, you don't. You don't know. And even if the president again like this removes Hammond, that we'll find out shortly. You know it's not for necessarily nefarious purposes. Now, they may purposes you don't agree with. Sure. But they're not necessarily for nefarious automatically it's against not, these It's not bedtimes. Yeah. So, Weir still has no clue why she's here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we learned that she's brokered a dozen highly sensitive international treaties. She speaks five languages. And really, her only aversion in the situation is her aversion to the military. And she's like, can you speak with words so I know what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, why are you what? Yeah. Hayes wants her to run the Stargate program. <laughs> she's like, come again. For Big Fudge? Yeah. What? I'm going to need that drink now. <laughs> yeah. So back in the briefing room, Hammond's like, what the fuck happens? Why? Why? It's the one thing I told you not the to do. The one thing we said not to do is don't let Jack stick his head yeah. in the machine. Don't take the diamond. The What is it? The black diamond run? Yeah. And you went right for it like a dum-dum. It's like... It wasn't like an accident. You don't just fall with your head into the machine. Yeah. But they did kind of he figure... He stumbled and tripped into it. Imagine if that's how it went down. Like if they're, he's like trying to pull Daniel back and it's like, oh shit, now my face goes. And Daniel's like, no, I'm going to grab your hat to pull you. And then he just pulls the hat. That's the alternate. Yeah. That's the alternate. The that's bumbling what, that's Jack version. That's actually said. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this was basically they figured their last shot at the knowledge, and then what they do, it, what they're hoping right now is that as the knowledge rewrites his brain, at some point he's going to know where the lost city is, and they'll be able to tell them before it overwhelms his system. Yeah, and look, now we know what we're aiming for. It's like when you die in a video game, yeah. right? And you're like, okay. I may not be able to do this without dying again. Yeah. But let me at least get the thing done that I need to get done and hit a save. Exactly. Before I get to that last point. And and Jack finishes the line that Hammond started. He goes, meet his maker, pay the piper, reach the pearly gates, start pushing up daisies. <laughs> He's like, look, I know all this is going to happen. Yeah. All I ask, take a weekend. Let yeah, me wrap up me my personal out. things. Um, take a few days. No changes are going to happen. He basically has a fatal diagnosis. He's like, yeah. look, it's here. It's fatal. Exactly. You got some time. Let me go have some beers. Exactly. Uh, he'll come back Monday ready to go. And Hammond gives him the okay because now uh, Jack's favorite TV show starts in half an hour. Yeah. 
I mean, The Simpsons is always on, so. Yeah. It's in syndication. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hayes and Weir's discussion does go a bit more than five minutes. I, I well, Before we get out of the yeah. scene, I do want to say that I like that we bring up the infirmary yes. and not to bother with it. It's like, one... We don't bother with the infirmary because, one, there's nothing that can be done. <laughs> but the truth is, there. there's rarely anything that can be done in the infirmary anyway. I think the only thing that kept Jack going to the infirmary was, for, Janet. was Janet. Yeah. And he's like, Janet's not there. You can't make me do I this have anymore. I no need to be there anymore. It's like, like Tor- Stormy doesn't love some parts of his walk, but yeah. he knows there's a treat at the end exactly. if he does it. Yeah. So he's like, fine, I will sit at every corner before we cross the street because you're going to give me a, tr- a treat. <laughs> yeah. But if the treats are gone, I'm not sitting at the corner. Yeah. You can't make me anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Janet was his treat, and, and now there's no treat. There's no treat no R.I.P. in peace, Janet. That's all I needed to sh- talk about, Janet. I love Janet. Cheers to Janet. Cheers. Sanja boy. So... Hayes and Weir's discussion does go a little bit more than five minutes. Mm. Uh, apparently, they're suspending <laughs> current operations at the SGC until new government division can be established. Oh, boy. Oh, boys. Yes. But why Weir? Yeah. And it's because, I think, to, to Hayes, she's a safe bet. Someone who's seen around the world as a neutral party... Um, she's highly skilled at negotiating, and I mean, no one's actually qualified to negotiate with aliens. There's no such thing. Yeah, no one's ever gone no. to negotiating with aliens, major. In, in Can school. I just say, I take the I I I will ha- I will vouch, I will vouch an argument with that. Okay, there is one person who's proven himself qualified to negotiate with aliens. I mean, Daniel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'll just pick with that line. Um, <laughs> she's fair. also a friendly face when this thing finally does go public. Yeah, she's um, yeah. She's she's not just going to be a figurehead. And Hayes gets the door for her, and n- n- no, Weir doesn't really have an option to say no. No, this is kind of your it's job now. Just kind of your look when the White this. House picks you to do a job. You go for the meeting. You've kind of already said you yes. were voluntold for this. Yeah, yeah. I think the only way out of a job like that is to just not show up. It's just death. Yeah. Cake or death. Yeah. <laughs> I choose cake. Yeah. We're all out of cake. So my choice is all death. I don't know how many times I've said that line on this a million, podcast, but I love it. A million times. I don't care. I still love it. I've died of alcohol poisoning <laughs> from the amount of times. <laughs> so as Weir dead now. leaves, a uh, fun thing, as the Weir, as Weir leaves, the president invites Bonnie in. And fun fact, I remember when this is happening. Okay. Bonnie... Is the winner of a get in the gate contest. Oh. Yes, I entered. You did mention that. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a fun little competition or like a contest. Um, and the winner got a walk on Rolling Stargate. I mean, that's really cool, but a little bit of a bummer that it's not in like the SGC. But yes. yeah, it is really cool still. I yeah, hope yeah, they yeah. got to meet everybody. I hopefully, yeah. But <laughs> that was a fun thing. So, uh, Kinsey is waiting for Weir as she leaves the Oval Office. And tells her to be careful who she trusts. And mm. while Hayes is the president, he's the one on the planet that she wants on her side and the mm. one person she doesn't want to cross. Gross. So gross. Gross. I Just love that she gross. does not take his shit. Gives no fucks. Yeah. 
about this. She's like, okay, bye. It's like, like, oh, uh, yeah. you need to roll a really because, high charisma check to try to convince me yeah, about shit. Yeah, like, she doesn't, this isn't the part where she tells him off. I think that happens. No, that happens later. But the look on her face is like, please. Please. It's it's the side eye. It's like the major, like, no. Not what? happening, buddy. I don't yeah. scare that easily. Um, And here's what might be the sweetest tea moment yeah. that's ever happened on the show. It's cut into two parts, but... Yeah. Sam finds herself at Jack's house because mm. neither could sleep last night. Um, so is it his house or his cabin? It's his house. Okay. His cabin's up in Minnesota. Oh, right. Um, Jack was out looking at the sky, trying to figure out how many stars they've been to. And of course, Sam has to add that only a few of the stars are visible for a test target on him. It's like he almost has like a deep romantic moment. She's like, let me give you this technical answer now and ruin this a little bit. This is one of the few times where I'm like... Yep, I'm definitely Sam. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the exact shit that I would throw <laughs> yeah. in there. Whereas I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would have. That's the exact not type of enough. line. There's not enough time in the world for <laughs> us to see all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would have fallen right for that yep. dumb line. Nope. Uh, and Jack's like, that's not the point. Um, okay, <laughs> bye. Sam was out driving. In her car. That's what people do. And found herself driving here. Awkward. <laughs> awkward make awkwardness. Yeah. And he goes to grab her a coffee. Uh, how about a beer instead? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like she came to your house. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I love they're like, do you want a glass? I'll wash one. <laughs> if I must. <laughs> and then he just throws bottle caps around his house. Yeah. He just, wherever he sits to drink that beer is it's, where that bottle cap comes off. It's going across the room. It's, it's you know what it is? Here's the thing. And I've also never gotten the bottle cap flippy motion. The, the, the. Oh, like the flick it? The flick it. Now, Nick can, bartender, Nick can do that. I've never been able to do that. I think the one time I tried to do that, I ended up shooting it into my face instead. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever tried it. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I've, 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 these are the benefits of, there's people who live like me that clean the house all the time. It's, yeah. it's, it's grossly spotless. Yeah. And there's people who don't. And because we're into true crime as much as we are. Yeah. The person whose house is upside down is actually easier to find clues about. Yes. Is what I think. It's like, look, here's where she sat the last five uh-huh. times she had a meal. Uh, she's, she's talking about me, guys. But, or just in general, well, I mean, you're talking about Jack. But also, you, oh, yeah. One of the, we're very different. We're, my house is basically the Weasley's house. Whereas my house is like, it's like no one's been here in weeks. How long has she been missing? They're like, oh, no, we saw her yesterday. I just haven't seen her this morning. Yeah. 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 I'm going to take pride in my Weasley house. <laughs> If um, it makes you feel any, any better, your house doesn't gather dust the way mine does because you're in it. Whereas mine's just like dust everywhere all the time and stormy hair. Mm. It's our, do- our house looks like a over. dog lives in it, and that's it. Yeah, like cardboard, ripped up cardboard, and dog hair. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, clearly Jack also does not want to talk about Sarah or how he's feeling. Yeah. So they should talk about... Things and stuff. Sam's like, you know what? I'm going to leave because you want to be alone. He's like, no, finish your beer. Mm-hmm. And then you have to wait an hour before you can drive. I love that part. It's like, so basically, cute. don't leave, but I don't know how to tell you not exactly. to leave. Exactly. It's... 
It's really adorable. <laughs> and she she laments that she should have she should have stuck her head in it this time. Oh, Sam. It's too, no, there's no time for that. No, and he's like you're you were never nuts. one yeah. You're nuts. You he goes you are one of this nation's national resources, national treasures. And this is literally the only it way it could have gone Precious down. resource and national treasure. Uh-huh. What a beautiful line. I know. Yeah. It's the only way it could have gone down. And he just hopes it was all worth it. And if we can find the lost city, and if you can defend the earth, it will be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's another knock on the door. Daniel and Teal just walk in. And funny story, they were driving around. They saw <laughs> Sam's car, and Teal'c said, well, he didn't really say anything. He just did that eyebrow raise thing he does. <laughs> and I said, why don't we stop by? And Jack's like, yada, yada, yada. Are those donuts? Yeah. Indeed. Cool, so you brought food? Got it. Yeah. But, oh, God, how awful are they going to feel in, like, two hours? Beer and donuts and nothing else. I don't see the problem with that. I Well, as a type 1 diabetic, <laughs> let me tell you that their, their blood sugars are going to spike. And they're going to get real lethargic. To be fair, they're going to be drunk anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Excellent. (laughs) So on the planet, Anubis has arrived. He's pissed at the Jafal out SG-1 and the rest of the SG units to leave and destroy the repository. And as Anubis leaves, he has his predivators just kill all the Jafal. (laughs) Sure, that works. Super great. Yep, that's totally fine. While that's going on, Daniel is balancing an orange on the top of his beer bottle. I love this. I love drunk Daniel. He's like, look what I can do. Look, look at, look, I'm doing a thing. You know what it is? Here's what happened. Tioke did it for like a second, and he's like, oh yeah, this is a thing I can do. Cool. And then Daniel's like, let me try. Let me try. I want to try. And he's been trying for like a half hour and just got it. It's like That's when you how tried down. My the pens I like have a flat bottom, so he's like, yeah. balance the pen on ends. Yeah. <laughs> But it's so, like, it's something that Teal did, like, just easily. I yeah. was like, sure, no problem. I'm going to do this thing. And Daniel's like, that looks really cool because I'm drunk. How do I do that? Okay, show me again. Show, show me again. And while he's doing that, Jack is trying to convince them about his analogy about Burns from Simpsons being engooled. <laughs> and I mean, I can kind of see Jack as Bart, Sam as Lisa. Sure. That, fe- that feels Some right. Some other ones as other people. So... What's Daniel? I have no clue. I couldn't think of anything for Daniel. Daniel is... Daniel is March. I don't know. No. Flanders? I was thinking a a bit of Flanders, (laughs) but I don't know if he's Flandery. Well, he's Flandery as far as his uh, friendliness. Uh And and Flanders is pretty intelligent. He is. He is. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Let's see. We'll come back to this. Okay. We'll come back to this. Um, so Jack... <laughs> Jack calls Teal'c shallow. But no. Oh, Drunk no. Daniel knows that Teal'c is one of the deepest people he knows. He's so deep, and he prods Teal'c to tell them how deep you are. <laughs> You'll be lucky if you understand it. I love this one. He's and, like Teal'c's hype man. And Teal'c's like... No. My depth is immaterial to this conversation. He's like, ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. And Jack just is like, you're done with the drinking. You're cut off. You're cut off now. Bye. And Sam doesn't get the Simpsons analogy either. And Jack's like, look, 
no, all of you suck. Yeah. And my VHS collection is going to go to Siler now. How relieved are they all? So relieved. They're like, what the hell am I going to do with all this? It's what, 2003, 2004? Four, 2004. What am I going to do with all this VHS? <laughs> For real. So, um... Another knock on the door, and they're assuming it's finally the pizza that's arrived. <laughs> um, but no. So imagine this, right? Yeah. Imagine you're like having a shit day. You're drunk with your coworkers. Yeah. You ordered pizza, <laughs> and your boss answers the door. <laughs> imagine that, because we share a boss. Yeah. Imagine we're hanging out at my house, Dean Dean, doing a yeah. thing. We ordered a pizza, uh-huh. and our boss shows up. I will say they Would have... you stand at attention like Sam did? Probably. Like... <laughs> yes. Hello, sir. Hi, hi. How can we help you help you? I'm not drinking. You're yeah. like, you instinctively put your beer yeah. behind your back for yeah. some reason. Like you're, like you're 15? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I also love like how close to the door he has to stand so you don't see him through the yeah. window. <laughs> and they're like closer. He's like uncomfortably closer. close to the door. His like belly is touching the Poor door. Poor Don's yeah. nose is just at yeah. the door. No, his his belly is on that <laughs> yeah, door. It's, yeah, he's just rubbing his belly on. It. <laughs> belly rub. <laughs> um, I love you, Don. <laughs> so Sam goes to full attention as we see, and Jack gets him a chair. And Helen's like, do you have another, do you have another one of those beer guys? Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, hope you like Guinness. It's a refreshing substitute for food. Yeah, that works. Let's take it. Guinness is the bread of the beer community. It really is. Yeah, it's got enough carbs. And for some reason, I don't know if this will give you like a hint somehow into my state of mind. My first beer I enjoyed is Guinness. Oh, God. That's what I started drinking. Uh, my first beer that I enjoyed, because beer is one of those things that you don't easily get into. Uh, mine would have been, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. It was a Corona, but it's yeah. the way it's prepared. Oh, yeah. So you put three drops of tapatio sauce. Okay. The hot sauce. Yeah. Into it. And then you drop a lime wedge. Uh-huh, which and is then, standard. Yeah. And then you rim it with salt. Uh-huh. Um, and then you just kind of keep the tapatio going. Can I drink that? Yeah. Because it's it's really good with seafood. Sounds really good. It's really good with seafood. I just, I skipped all of the shit beers, I call it. Yeah. And the liqueurs and Natty and Budweiser and like yeah. all of the shit beer. I've, I completely I did, skipped. I do, I am a fan of PBR. Nope. I, I can drink a PBR. Nope. PBR tastes really good if you guys are on a budget. Uh, a Paps Blue Ribbon, Colby Jack Cheese. And and the the flip sides crackers. Let's <coughs> see. I'm telling you, it is a perfect combination. The um my the the, the sort of the I don't know how, the closest to that that I enjoy is mm. Rolling Rock. Oh gosh, I've never done. <laughs> but again, that's the closest to sort of like now, I'll drink a Corona. Now here's the thing: is when you are just starting to drink, it's not so much that you love cheap beer; it's it's all out of necessity. I mean, we got to a point where we would throw parties, and even PBR was too expensive. Well, here's the thing: but I was always someone who, if I couldn't get, mm-hmm. if I couldn't get a six pack of Guinness, yeah. Then I'll just buy a single Guinness. Yeah. I, I was the person... Well, when you were hosting a party, 
you weren't going to buy a cube of Guinness. Oh, see, no. When I yeah. was hosting a party, it was always BYOB. Ah, so We I never gotcha. did. Yeah, we, it was always BYOB. Um, but yeah, no. Ours was, we provide Bread Light. Anything else you want, you have to bring. Yeah, no, no. I was, <laughs> I, I was, have absolutely always been the person who goes the quality over, yeah, over, over quantity. quantity. Fair. Yeah. Cause so Guinness was my starter. <laughs> or we'd have like the secret stash of what we were drinking. Yeah. And then the, the stash uh-huh. for the people. But I also feel like me starting like Guinness as my starter oh, here yeah. and like, so, like Ardbeg Scotch is my beginning Cheap Scotch is. somehow just kind of tells you all you need to know about me makes I feel. sense makes sense <laughs> Grace likes gin uh, see and I didn't like gin until I had a barrel aged yeah you like those darker yeah. colored things I like I like things super strong um so anyway Guinness is a substitute for food yeah. so Hammond then drops <laughs> where a, the fuck were we yeah Hammond drops a bomb yeah Hammond has been relieved of his command at the SGC, and the president has shut down the SGC for a three-month review period, <sighs> during which a newly formed government department will take the place of Stargate Command. Hammond leaves tomorrow for Washington to discuss reassignment, which he's not all about, as you can no. imagine. Uh, and the rest of the team is just going to... What the fuck? Like, yeah, and and I love I love his approach. He's like play nice with whoever comes in. Yeah, that's all I can. I it's kind of like I've taught you everything I can. You guys, I trust you guys. Yeah, just keep this thing going. And he's like, but they're like, Jeff doesn't have three months right now. Yeah, we can't just stop in the middle of this. Like this ball is rolling down the hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Hammond sort of repeats all the stuff we kind of discovered last episode in terms of Kinsey and the presidency yep, and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and, and says that Hammond's replacement is Dr. Elizabeth Weir. And naturally, Daniel has heard of her. Sure. Um, even referenced some of her work when he drafted the first Tokra Treaty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for now, SG-1's only option is to plead their case. Yep. Hammond's and, like... And he's, uh, yeah, I trust you, get yeah. it done. So back at the SGC in the briefing room, Weir stands sort of in awe in front of the Stargate, in front of the window in the briefing room. <laughs> I Daniel, love... Daniel comes in. I love this. Daniel tries to charm her. Uh-huh. Like she's so, like, oblivious. Yep. <laughs> um, he's like, it's amazing, isn't it? And we're we, we're just going, I don't really care. Yeah. Daniel's like, well, fuck you, too. And she yeah. turns and Eat she a has dick bent. Just a headphone, yeah. a, a headpiece in. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what she gets for being it a jerk is. on a Bluetooth. It is. So she finishes the conversation and then introduce each other to each other. Uh, Daniel is just like, yeah, I used to stand here when I was first trying to get the Stargate to work. Yep. She's like, that wasn't subtle. Yeah. I get it. You've been here for a really long time. But with Daniel, I almost don't know that it was purposely meant to be a a thing, like a flex. Like, she's like weird flex, but okay. You know, but he's like, no, I just genuinely loved it. There was a little bit of flex in there. Just a tiny bit. But yes, I do also love this shot, this view. Um, And through all of this change, we're... She knows the the military is not going to welcome her with open arms, but she is hoping Daniel of all people is sort of going to give her a chance. Sure. Um, and I love Daniel's line that she is replacing a great man, Unifer, notwithstanding. Yes, and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And honestly, Daniel's wondering how someone like her, 
who spent her career lobbying against government spending. Yeah. Is ended up working here. He's basically trying to understand her purpose. Because he knows that she's not a fan of the military. Yeah. And she continues that, you know, she truly still believes that the way to stop the proliferation of weapons is to stop the need for them. Right. She is basically trying to spread peace across the galaxy. Yeah. And she right now thinks that she can do it. She's going to yeah. die. She's going to try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think if anyone's going to respect that, it's Daniel. Regardless of where he's coming from. Yes. He's like, okay, I got to respect her angle, where she's coming from. Well, here's the thing, though. And here's what I think is sort of the important... To me, what I get from this is this is the person who would be easiest on this base to get on her side. Mm-hmm. And she can't even get Daniel on her side. Well, yeah. So what I'm seeing is this. Is Dr. Weir and Daniel come from the same place, at theory least. Yeah. of communications, if yes. you will, of diplomacy. But it, as experienced as Dr. Weir is, Daniel has seen some shit. Yes. And I don't want to use the word jaded because it doesn't feel right. But he's like, "There's, I've hit some hard realities yeah. using our, our fundamental theories where yeah. sometimes it's just not an option. He's like, you can read all the stuff that you want, but... You need to go out there and see that yes, before yeah. you can try. You need to take it yeah. from my experience. It's, and so that's what I mean by that is Daniel can respect where she's got, her foundations are very similar to his. Yes. But it's like, but there's more to this. But you're just reading this paperwork. Yeah. And I know you're just going to try to roll the charisma negotiation role. Yeah, and like, I'm telling you that you can't do that. Yeah. You you cannot roll high enough to yeah. cover this. Yeah. Um, and, and Daniel, Daniel's honest. Not everything that goes on this base is right. Mm-hmm. Um, but on paper, you don't get the threat of the Gould. Right. There is no negotiation with them. They're yeah. going to kill you or they will enslave you. Like, that's They're it. done. Yeah, there's no middle There's ground. no other option. Yeah. You need to go through the gate and experience that before you can sit here and say, I'm going to try to make peace. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that... Colonel Makepeace. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just thought of him. (laughs) Colonel Makepeace. Um, And also, Jack doesn't have the time for this type of negotiation right now. Right. He only did what he did is because we are going now to save the lost city. Yeah, we are up against all the hardest set All the walls, physical and metaphorical. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And just then, there's an unscheduled off-world activation, which is alarming since all of the SG teams are already back. Yeah. Um, it's Bright Tech. And you can tell that Daniel's a little worried. She's not yeah. going to open the iris in time. Yeah. Can you please uh, not get him shot? <laughs> He's probably running from uh, gold yeah. right now. Um, yeah. Anytime Bright Tech comes in the door, I imagine something very similar to Indiana Jones at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> The, like where the natives are just coming for him. Yeah. It's like that's all. Every time the gate's coming and it's Bray Tech, that's what's on the other side. Well, it's also just. And an arrow's just going to come right through that. It's thing. also just anytime Bray Tech's called, you can like gird your loins because you're like, you don't just call to say hi. No. You only call that's when not something the kind of guy he bad's is. happening. Yeah. Um, and and after introductions, Braytech is worried that Hammond of Texas has fallen in battle. Yeah, I love that thought. <laughs> but, and they tell him, no, just had a change in leaders. Um, yeah. But Braytech is the bearer of bad news. Mm-hmm. 
Anubis is gathering his full force to come and take Earth, and he's going to be here in three days. <laughs> Brainchild basically comes in and means like, hey, there's a bunch of fuckery going on. There is some serious skullduddery, skullfuckery yeah. <laughs> that is happening. Some shiznit is heading your way. <laughs> Could you imagine Braytek saying shiznit? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was happy with fuckery, but okay, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so... At the White House, Hayes is getting a phone call with Kinsey about hearing about the man or whatever out and getting back to him. And clearly, as we find out later, he's talking about Braytac. And which pisses me off even more because Braytac won't even acknowledge that Braytac is a man. Kinsey. Kinsey, yes. yes I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Won't even acknowledge. He's, a piece of shit. he's just a piece in, of shit. In case we were unconvinced that Kinsey is a piece of shit, he's you a piece can't of shit. even let Hayes go. Let's hear the man out, and you yeah. can't even. It just. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Hammond is welcomed into the Oval Office. Apparently, Hayes and Hammond have known each other for quite a while. Yeah. Back when Hammond was a lieutenant and had hair. <laughs> um, Hayes does want to emphasize to Hammond that this has nothing to do with Hammond's record. This right. has nothing to do with Hammond. And he wishes the American people would could know all that Hammond has done for them. Uh, and Hammond's like, hopefully one day they will. Yeah. Oh. Hayes also knows that Hammond has a history with Kinsey. And we also get some inside baseball mm-hmm. that this is all because of Florida. No comment. It Let's wasn't, just move it along. It wasn't just the money that got Kinsey on the ticket as VP. It was the fact that Kinsey on his own delivered Florida to himself because Florida is always gumming up elections. My favorite meme out there right now is like, Florida could be voting for, I forget what the good thing is. Yeah. It's like, or a kick in the head uh-huh. and the results will still be 50.1 to 49.1 or five. Whatever. As two people who vote in Florida, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Florida is just forever cursed. Even, again, speaking about the dollop, they were talking about the other election in, like, the 1800s. And oh, still, God. it was Florida that, like, it's forever fucked Florida. everything up. And it's forever Florida. <laughs> so, anyways, um, to give Hayes credit... It does sound like that if he knew now, if he knew then what he knows now about Kinsey, Kinsey would not have been on the ticket. So, you know, some Monday morning quarterbacking, but at least there's that. So Hammond wants to talk retirement rather than reassignment. But no, Hayes is like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not going anywhere. I need you here in Washington because I trust you. It sounds like he's almost like, I trust you. I need you as the other voice, like, as opposite of Kinsey in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's really just a meaning to be like, hey, just so we're clear, I'm not getting rid of you. Exactly. We're making a power move to keep this asshole quiet. So back in the briefing room at the SGC, um, apparently Anubis is stacking on a Thursday. That's no good for Jack. Yeah. And he's coming here to attack because he thinks that we know the location of the lost city, and he doesn't know that we don't know. Uh, what? The, huh? Yes. Exactly. So in comes Kinsey and Weir, and there's some beautiful top-notch snarkery going on. <laughs> it's just mm, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Kinsey and Jack are just going at each other, yeah, and yeah. that's it's, always it's a fun gourmet, time. The Michelin star level. Yep. Um, and I love everyone else's is just like 
let's get down to business. <laughs> yeah, can we can to we stop Anubis? <laughs> and you can have a real hard time that Jack, or you can tell that. J- you can tell. I'm gonna drink one more time. To defeat the gold. You can tell that Jack is having a hard time respecting this Nubian command. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you have to earn Jack's respect. It's not a default. Well, and it's a real tough place to try to sit there and earn it with Kinsey. Yes. In the room. It, you know, if if she had gone a couple of sessions with just the team. Without Kinsey. Th- th- yeah. But also, I don't think she had an option. Kinsey just oh, walked no. in there. Oh, no. Kinsey. Well, that's the thing is Kinsey's just kind of like trying to. Yeah. Be like, hey, you're not. I'm important here yeah. in the in the most disgusting, gross way that I can imagine. Yes. He's just, it's Horrible. just so. It's gross. It's clear to everybody what you're doing. It's clear that you you are so insecure in your own sense of power, and you are so hungry for more of it. It's just gross. It's almost and as it if works, it's counterintuitive to what you want. It's almost as if Kinsey is a greater threat to Earth than Anubis is. Yeah, and and it's it, it just bothers me so much because the shit he's trying to prove that he's important, that he's yeah. powerful. He's only demeaning by being there. Yeah. He's only showing how not important he is. Yes. It just bothers me to no end. He's yeah. he's the worst, basically. Yeah. Um, Kinsey says he came down here to hear Braytech out personally. Uh, and I also assumed he's never going to actually hear Braytech uh-huh. out. Jack points out it's master yeah. Braytech. Yeah. Master. Just like your As a matter of fact, it does say master on my (laughs) uniform. Um, Kinsey is just assuming that because the timing is so coincidental to when they suspended gate operations that all of this must be made up. And what's worse, he even says that. Yeah. He's just gross. Jack is not taking any of this bullshit anymore. He's like... And it also looks like this whole time he has a headache, probably from his brain starting to be rewired. Yeah. Um, no more Mr. Nice Jack. Weir steps in between them. She's like, okay, put your dicks away. Yeah. Let's assume that Braytech is earnest. Mm-hmm. Master, she does say Master Braytech. Yeah. Is earnest. And even after hearing Daniel's emphasis of how dangerous Anubis is, she suggests trying to negotiate. And for crying out loud, that's Durentis. <laughs> And it starts. And they they actually echo the same back and forth lines, him and Daniel, from yeah. Fifth Race. It's yeah. really cool. <laughs> and in some case, in case you don't know how smart Weir is, she does know that that's not Latin. Yeah. Um, it's one of, our, one of our five languages. She does get to understand that Jack means that trying to negotiate is You know who's going to learn ancient? Her. She's, She's gonna going to be the next to learn, learn ancient. ancient. Yeah. For sure. Sam again points out how close they are to finding the Lost City, to finding these weapons, technology that can protect them. And Kinsey can't believe that they're all still listening to all this. And he just sees that Jack's last official mission, (sighs) that he has displayed poor judgment and incurred the wrath of the worst enemy ever brought down on Earth. And Jack's like, ah, 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 you said the invasion wasn't real. Yeah. So it can't be both. Also, when you be about my last mission, yeah, I ain't retiring anywhere. Yeah, um, you can't have both, dude. No, you can't. Ugh. And and Weir points out that well, yeah, but until you know where the lost city is, there's not much we can do. And Jack's like, I do know. I love it. She she's King Solomon. She she's is. all. She's like, here are facts. Yeah. Let's deal with facts. 
Jack's like, I, I, I do know I will know. Sometimes. And he's like, look, I just want to guarantee if I can come up with the location of the Lost City, mm-hmm. you let us go. Kenzie's like, no. No, of course not. And the Kinsey's, it's like, Kinsey, this isn't your fucking place this to This is not your place. And he goes, he goes, why are, he points to where, he goes, why are you here? Who are you? Ugh. Yikes. But it's a, it's, a, it's a point. Like, Jack is going, I don't know you. Yeah. Here's your one chance to. Yeah. What you say to this question is going to determine. Yeah. If I start trying to give you respect or not. Not to Kinsey to where. You said Kinsey. I'm but sorry. Yes, got it. We're good. We're good. We're here. I'm here. Keep confusing names. It's fine. Jack says that too weird. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And and she goes, I will consider it. Yeah. No, and it really is. At this point, it's like, show us what you're made of. Yeah. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. <laughs> yeah. And Jack's like, fine. I'm with you now. Thank For you. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think that is more than Jack thought he was going to get. Yeah. Jack was assuming she would say no to. Yep. Um, Braytech and Teok are going to head back to Chulak. This um, makes me uncomfortable, and I don't like it. And 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 Teok is in all his gear, and he's not, not yet, not yet, not okay. yet. Okay. We have the other man. We have not yet. We have one more scene first. Um, they're going to head back to Chulak. Hope to find some ships, some people uh, to help defend Earth. Yep. Uh, and they leave the briefing room. Mm-hmm. Kinsey follows Weir oh, yes, into part, Weir's of office and wants to know what the hell that was. You know, God. and he's pissed that she would back Jack on anything. And, and Kinsey's like, I want them gone. I want all of them gone. And how have you not realized you need to get rid of SG-1? I love this because he thinks she's just dumb and doesn't understand yeah. what he wants. Where it's like, no, idiot. Yeah. She knows what you want. You What you want is wrong. So fuck off. I love this part. She goes, this is my office. Yeah. This is my chair. Yep. And until you tell me that I'm no longer the commander of this, mm. I will make decisions. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. I, I don't care how they fit into your agenda. Uh-huh. Get your ass out of my office and don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yep. Fuck. Yes. You're the one that put me in command. Therefore, I'm in command. Mm-hmm. So bye. Bye. Yeah. I am not your pawn. I love it. He's such an idiot. He shows all his cards. Yeah. Because he's mad. And so, oh, I, he's so gross. I think it's really interesting now because we now have a a president mm-hmm. who is, for as far as we know, neutral. Yeah, we don't know which direction he will go on decisions, but we also know that if he rules against what we want, it will not be because of for asshole. Yeah, and now we also have this new commander. Of the SGC space, yeah. in the exact same space. Now, what's now what's even more interesting though is that she, like you said, is the commander of the SGC. Yes, so, she is. Ha- she has the same power that Hammond had. Yep. Yeah. And so now, it, it's like the president is true neutral. Yes. And ultimately, Weir is true neutral, but she's also at some point going to have to take the base into consider, like these people into consideration, because yeah. she yeah. is, uh, you know, boots on the ground. Yeah. Living this thing, so it's mm-hmm. like how is this going to work this will be really fun it's also just going to be interesting of how the um this is a military base and we now have a civilian in charge of a military base yep yeah that's true and is that going to change sort of the military versus science i mean there will be some power dynamics to begin with and there will be some turbulence no matter what that's it's one of the four stages of group development it's also just it's the fact that it's not hammond right now yeah and yeah let's not even get started with that yeah um there's a lot to happen there 
Um, yeah, it'll be an interesting situation. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. So, um, in, in the gate room. This is the part I don't like. This is the part that you don't like. Yeah. In the gate room, Teal'c is ready to head off with Braytac. And Jack tries to say goodbye. And if he doesn't see T again. Nope, don't say that. And no, Teal'c will see, uh, I will see you soon. Yep. Yep. And they warrior hug. Uh, and and Teal'c and Braytech bow, and they head off, and you can tell the mood is heavy. Yep. And whatever is about to happen is going to be big. And the stupid to-be-continued comes up here. Yeah, to-be-continued. And, and Grace yells at the TV. And I will say this. The only thing that I will tell you mm-hmm. about the next episode right now... Okay. ...is this episode... For as much that happened in this episode... Okay. This episode is the calm before the storm. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> God. Um, I don't like. Tell me what you don't like about I this episode. I don't like. I don't like that Hammond's not on the base. I feel safe for him. The alarms aren't going off. Yeah. But I don't like that he's no longer on the base. He's no longer at the SGC. Now, the alarms are going off with Teal'c. Yes. I, I don't like that he's leaving. He's going in full Jafar gear. Like, there's no Earth Teal'c signs of him left. There's not. That makes me really uncomfortable. I'm interested in Weir. Okay. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by her. I, I want to know what's going to happen next there. I will say... I'm ready to sink my teeth into this. I will say this. Because you know that Stargate is a TV show that is not afraid of change. Uh-huh. Do you do you think that Weir is a permanent change? Is this now is Weir now the commander of the SGC? Do you think Hammond's coming back? Do you think he'll be replaced by someone else? So here's here's what I think. I think Weir is a permanent character. Okay. To to our world. Okay. But I'm not convinced the, that the position I don't think it's going to be as simple as it's been. And that it's just like a clean replacement. Yeah, that of the it's SGC? like yeah. I think I think there's it's the evolution of the SGC, if you will. Okay. I think that's what's more anxiety. That creating. there are changes happening, but this is it's not, not going to yeah. Settle. It's not going to be like a just um a, you know swap of a seat. <laughs> gotcha. I think that the SGC is changing, and that's the more scary part. So, it, it it's, yeah, I'm ready. I, good lord, I'm ready. Okay, I, I finished. I finished my Kahlua and Alrighty. coffee. Alrighty, we're going to uh, be back next week with Lost City Part Two. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> um, before we go, we have one new patron. Yes. Uh, Ilya, that's the name we got. I hope I'm saying that right. Sounds I feel good like to I'm me. saying it right. If I'm not, I apologize, but thank you very much. Sweet. Um, I am recording the very first Dolphin Cast later today. Whew, um, Farscape, probably next week. Okay. Um, I'm shaking. Like, I feel like I'm literally <laughs> shaking. Uh, so Get we're going to go. Radio. We're going to go and we're going to go watch this. And we love you guys. And we'll see you next week with part two. Uh, for now, find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra. Uh, like, rate, review. Um, okay, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Okay, this. okay, okay. We're going. I volunteer for Donut.